Second one for Pritzel is up and missed it. Rebound to Shaughnessville with six, with five. Felice drives, lays it up with one, had it blocked, and that'll do it. 64-58, Wisconsin holds off Illinois, sweeps the season series, and now they've won 15 in a row against Illinois, which nearly matches the 16 in a row that Illini won uh, between 1981 and 89. Wow. And the Wisconsin time machine continues. Illinois falls once again to Wisconsin. The winning streak extends to 15. A better played game in ways by Illinois, but not enough key plays made when it all comes down to it. If I told you at the beginning of it that Ethan Happ would have six points, six points and three rebounds and two assists, would you have taken your chances in this one? In fact, the Illini had pretty good chances in this one. And they come up short, and the winning streak over as well. Fasters, etc. postgame show coming up in just a moment. But first, our rapid reaction. I'm Scott Beatty along with Tim Dittman. Welcome in, everybody. And our rapid reaction is brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. Tim? A couple things stand out to me. Number one, Wisconsin taking advantage of Illinois' misses and Illinois not doing the same thing offensively. And secondly, and this is the big thing for me, I think as much as we have touted Illinois' defense, and rightfully so, it has gotten very better as the season has gone on, I think it kind of took a step back tonight. A lot of open looks for Wisconsin guys watching, getting caught watching, losing their man, leading to an open look for Wisconsin, and a couple of poor blockouts in key moments as well, giving Wisconsin key buckets. I mean, look, Illinois is not the team that lost to Florida Atlantic. Illinois is not the team that beat Michigan State. I think they're somewhere in the middle, and I think this is kind of the in-the-middle Illinois team that we saw tonight. A team that's not going to beat a top-20 team, but a team that can hang with the top 20 team yeah they hung with wisconsin tonight want to hear your thoughts now fasters etc post game show is next you can get in touch with us on the phones as always 217-356-9397 the pnc bank fan line castle heating and cooling text line is 351-5357 you can also tweet at us use the hashtag pnc bank illini we're streaming as well over the internet at wdws.com and we're also on Facebook Live tonight as well. So all these ways to listen in and interact as well. You're up next. Fasters, etc. post-game show as Illinois falls to Wisconsin. It's difficult to tell from being so high. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say, B. <laughs> the following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. <laughs> Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357.
Now, the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show with your host, Scott Beatty. Kick, DeMonte, extra pass, Jordan, left wing three, and he buried it from the left wing. Aaron Jordan with a three. Rebound, Andres Felice just in the game, 7-2 Illinois. Fast break, Jordan for three, buried it from deep in the left corner. Jordan has hit a pair of threes, and the Illini roar out of the gate. Aaron Jordan ends up the second-leading scorer tonight with 12 points, second-leading scorer for the Illini, and shoots two of three from beyond the arc, hit four three throws in as many attempts, grabbed a couple of rebounds, and the senior contributing well for the Illini, but they lose to Wisconsin 64-58. to Welcome in, everybody. Scott Beatty and Tim Dittman with you for the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Evan Kahn, our producer, engineer. As always, we are thrilled that you are with us. And we talk about what you just saw and heard here on the PNC Bank phone line, which is 356-9397, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which has plenty of texts as well. Right now, 351-5357. To the phones and in St. Louis under the arch, it's Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Uh, good evening, guys. Um uh... Unfortunately, a, a tough loss. So I, I thought where we really lost the game was more in the first half. I mean, what, they held Wisconsin to six points like midway through the first half, but we missed a ton of layups, open shots. I mean, Iowa was one for nine. Um, we had a chance to really put the hammer down big time after getting off to a good start. And uh, then those plays at the end of the game where we kind of had some mental lapses there kind of cost it. But really it was that first half that we could have put them down uh, uh, big time. Yeah, you're right. Halfway through it was just six points for Wisconsin. So they were on pace for, what, 24 points in the game at that point. At the 733 mark, I noted it was 16-8 to Illinois. Appreciate the call, Jerry. Uh, but that is part of what Wisconsin does. E- even though Illinois was not scoring when Wisconsin was not scoring, that's kind of Wisconsin's game. Yeah, they grind you. I mean, they slow it down. They play their style of game. They had the home court advantage. I mean, this game, I didn't think Wisconsin played a terribly good game either, but they the flow of the game really played into their hands. And Jerry brought up Io as well. You know, he finished uh, with a team high 13 points. He was stuck on 3 points. You pointed this out to me when uh, FS1 flashed it up on the screen. He was stuck on 3 points for like the longest time. It ultimately racked up some points late in the ball game. But there was uh, if there's any silver lining to Io having an off night and Brian and Jerry brought this up on the broadcast yeah, I think he realized he was having an off night, and there was one play in the second half where he had a look down low, and he instead dished it to Alan Griffin, and Alan Griffin got the two points. And Dion pointed this out as, you know, that's not only an unselfish play, but that's a guy knowing that, you know, hey, I'm a superstar, but I'm not having a good night, so I'm going to let someone else have an opportunity. And to Alan Griffin's credit, you know, he didn't dent the box score, but he did a lot of little things, hustle plays, deflections. And Brad Underwood talked about him uh, before this ball game in the media scrum, just talking about how he has really improved. His rebounding has improved. His defense has improved. He's using his length to his advantage. So, you know, in a loss, I think Alan Griffin may be the the unsung hero of the game, if if you can crown one in a loss. 
356-9397, PNC Bank fan line, and we go back there, and let me pull up the name here. This is Isaac in Bourbon A. Hi, Isaac. Hey, guys. Hope all is going well. A um, few takes from tonight's game. First off, I think we got to beat Penn State on Saturday because that's one of the next steps in this Brad Underwood rebuild, you know, proving that we can win after a, a devastating loss. You know, we had some success. We Now we've tasted some more defeat. See if we can recover against a Penn State team who was actually pretty solid. Um, I think we played pretty great. you got to give Underwood credit. I mean, and Georgie, we took Reavers and Hap out of the game, um, and we, we had many chances to win. We just didn't pull it away. And uh, I owe Trent and Feliz, you know, our guards, they were bound to be off at some point. They've been going crazy these past few games. Um, and another thing that stood out, you know, our freshmen, we're built, we're built on freshmen, and they made some freshman mistakes tonight. They also made some great plays, but, you know, they're going to be freshmen. It, it'd be scary if we had a bunch of seniors, you know, traveling twice or missing some layups, but they're going to get better. Um, and, hey, that's still – I mean, people have been writing off Wisconsin kind of recently. That's still a good Wisconsin team. Less than a month ago, they beat Michigan by by 10 at home. I mean, we lost by six. So, that's that's still a good team, hard team to beat at the Cole Center. Um, and like you guys were just saying earlier, this is a lot better team than, than, we, than we were a month ago. If we would have played at the Cole Center at the beginning of January, I'm assuming we lose by 20, probably do some stupid things. Um, but – I still think we can grow from this. Like I was saying, we were freshmen, um, and we've grown from other things. You know, we've learned how to win games. We've learned how to make big plays and big moments. And there was uh, – got to give the line night credit. There was a, multiple times I thought Wisconsin was going to pull away to about 10 points, 15 points, put it away. We made some plays and kept it close. So one thing I do have a question about I would love to hear you guys' um, thoughts on, what is it with the out-of-timeouts plays? It's like we call a timeout and we just can't run the play or we don't know how to play defense or we turn the ball over. So I'm interested to see what you guys think about that. I, I have no idea other than appreciate the call, Isaac, very much. I have no idea other than is it mental at this point? And, you know, maybe I haven't just been paying attention as closely as I should. That hasn't been a huge problem, right? at this point in the season not not in the win streak not not to the point where you know i made a mental note of it so you know i guess i guess if you're trying to take the glass half full mentality you could just say you know it was just a fluke tonight and hopefully it'll get better against penn state but yeah i agree with isaac i mean those are plays that you can't make those are mistakes that you can't make down the stretch in a close game against a top 20 team like wisconsin that's just that's just the illini shooting themselves in the foot to Isaac's point about freshmen, at one point, I think it was around the six-minute mark, game was tied, uh, or it was a one-possession game. And on the floor was the only guy that was not new to the team was Trent. So you had Trent and Georgie, and I think Tevian was on the floor, and maybe it was Allen or uh, maybe Andres, who's not a, a, a freshman, but he's you know first year in D1. Uh, anyway, my point is, is like it was a critical moment, and it was like sophomore and four freshmen, and it was like, this is what this team is right now. This is a young team, and at a critical moment in a Big Ten game on the road, for this matchup, this is what Brad Underwood's going with, and you're going to live and die with youth a little bit. Those sideline out of bounds plays and back, uh, you know, baseline out of bounds plays, 
better not be well they really shouldn't be that problematic even with freshmen but they Mm -hmm. better not be next year this time or or in two years you know there's some maturing that still has to go on with this whole thing so anyway uh, thanks for your call isaac and and appreciate your thoughts uh one texter in here from the 317 saying hap is awful at the line there are worse things you could do than put him there maybe a good game to use samba's fouls now I don't see that Hap was taken out of the game. I mean, he was six points. I mean, six points. This is a potential Big Ten player of the year who I get is entitled to have, you know, we'll give him an off night here because he's so good. Everybody's going to have that. But when the game was on the line, Greg Gard was like, I'm not even putting you in. And it wasn't like he was in foul trouble. It was like, I don't trust trust. you in this situation. That blows my mind. That blows my mind, and and that to me says there's how you can be that good, but also in that in that situation, I don't know. It's a wake up call to Ethan Happ. But yeah, I mean, there, no, there's no reason to throw Samba in to to disrupt Happ when you are already disrupting him, and he, when he's not even in the game. Um, Rich and Leroy says if they even called even one over the back on Wisconsin. Yeah, you know what? In close games, you're always going to look at calls you wish would have gone the other way, and they tend not to go as much your way on the road. I will say this. Illinois all season has had some, I don't want to say bad officiating. I'll, I'll be nice and say inconsistent officiating. How's that for a PC? They've, had some, they've received some bad calls. Right. Way too many missed opportunities. An 801 Texas says streak got embarrassing eight years ago. Worst season ever. I, yeah, I disagree. This is not the worst season ever. This was on its way. Go back to when they played like dental colleges and YMCAs and, <laughs> and couldn't beat those teams. That might be your worst season ever. <laughs> Off and running, fasters, et cetera. Post-game show, News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. You can call us, PNC Bank Fan Line, 356-9397, Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 351-5357. PNC Bank, the official bank of the University of Illinois. Back after this. Wow! You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. This defense of Illinois is causing all kinds of problems. Davison, out near midcourt, half. Now Kipper Nichols is in. Left corner, Kobe King drives into the paint. Right wing pass, Reavers. Shot clock at seven. Trice to Reavers. Head fake. Drives to Davison. Corner. King didn't fire the three, and he runs out of time. Great defense. Shot clock violation. What defense by these Illini tonight? Jordan pull up from 17, missed it, rebound to Monte Williams. The Illini reset it again. 16-11, Illinois. Points have been hard to come by. Here's Dosumu, cuts to the basket. Layup is good with a quick trigger as he knifed his way down the lane right to the rim. Fasters, etc. post-game show. Some highlights from an Illinois loss. The four-game winning streak over. The Wisconsin winning streak in this series continues up to 15 games. Illinois now six under 500, 10 and 16, six and nine in conference. The Illini 
cannot finish at 500 now in the regular season, but with Big Ten tournament game or games, they could get to 500 or above, and they could still pull out a 500 or better conference mark, which would be a huge accomplishment given all that the Illini started with this year and uh, how this season has progressed. Welcome in, everybody. Fasters, etc. post-game show. Scott and Tim with you on Newstock 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Glad that you are along. Let's go down to Oklahoma, okay? And Ken. Hi, Ken. Hello. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's going on? What are your thoughts? Well, I have my three thoughts. One thing I agree with about four or five guys called in that we made, we made, we missed too many layups. Uh, Frazier had one point, one anybody around around him, and uh, he missed it. Uh, Iverson, uh, unbelievably, was the highest scorer for them. I don't think Hap had more than six. And also the other thing, I'm looking at the schedule here. Uh, we play Penn State twice. We play Purdue. I think that's the only one that will that will beat us. Northwestern will win, Indiana will win, and Penn State will win. What do you guys think? Well, I wouldn't say will, but I say are all all of those games you just said, except for Purdue, are very winnable. I would highly doubt a win will come at Purdue. But you know what? This year and in the Big Ten, anything can happen. So that's why I would not uh, place high confidence in those other games, but certainly are very winnable, like you said. Anything else, Ken? No, thank you very much. Hey, we'll always appreciate your call. 356-9397 is the number to call if you want to do that. Uh, Iverson was the second leading scorer with 16, and Brad Davison, 5 of 10 shooting for him and 18 points, also 7 rebounds. So this is a pregame show. Wisconsin, every time they're surgical, they just find a way to make that extra pass, find an open guy, find the backdoor cut, and make things happen. But actually, it seemed like the difference tonight, and you pointed it out in the open, was a couple of key moments where an offensive rebound for Wisconsin put back a second shot, and that was kind of the killer tonight. Yeah, it really was. And, Ken, thanks for the phone call. Always appreciate hearing from you. Um, Georgie, I thought, you know, had a bit of an off night. He finishes in double digits with 10, but he just didn't seem as comfortable down low. And part of that is, is you know, he is at the top of team scouting report mm-hmm. now, so they know what to do with him. So it's going to be that much more difficult. But still, he just he wasn't as fluid, I thought, as, as he was uh, in, in recent games. And then you mentioned, you know, Iverson and Davison. If I remember back to the first Wisconsin game, we were all thinking, oh, God, Hap is going to torch Illinois, and it ended up being Reavers. And then tonight we think, oh, gosh, Hap is going to torch Illinois. And it turns out to be two other guys that you didn't expect. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just dumb luck. But, again, Wisconsin has a way of just forcing you to play their game. And once they have you, it's toast. Yeah. Illinois was in Illinois' game for a portion of the first half and maybe a little bit of a spurt in the second half. But, by and large, this was a Wisconsin-controlled game, and that's how they win. They're a python. And what did I say when Wisconsin was up uh, by two before the Reavers put back? What did I say? I said, I think it was a minute 22 or so ago. I said, Wisconsin wins this game eight times out of ten. At home, first of all. But second of all, one possession for Wisconsin is two possessions for any other team. Two or three is double that. It just, 
It feels like a blowout if you lose by 10 to Wisconsin. Phone lines, 356-9397. Out in Weldon is Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Your thoughts on this? You know, I got a couple, well, more than a couple points, but, you know, like Brian and Dion said, if we clean up some things here and there, you know, we could really do better than we're doing. And we've won four of the last five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this is a team that, you know, if they clean up some things, I, I don't see us, like you said, going to Purdue and winning, but the rest of our schedule, those are all winnable games for us, even the road games. I think we could win at Indiana. Oh, yeah. And I think this is, a, this is a team that could also go very deep and maybe even win the Big Ten tournament. Now, I know that's, that's a, a tall lot of people, order. but I, I could see it happening with a few breaks here and there. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I wouldn't bet on it either, but uh, Illinois is always a tough team to prepare for. There's nobody else that really plays like them in conference. And when you have a quick turnaround to try and get ready, that is what is makes Illinois built for a good tournament run. But there are so many things that have to go Illinois' way. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, Todd. I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the semifinals. I'd be pretty surprised well, if we see him on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. But you know, a couple years ago, well, I think John Gross was still the head coach, and um, didn't we make a, a deep run in the Big Ten tournament? Then beating Iowa, which we weren't supposed to beat, and a couple other teams. Yeah, I think that was the last ranked team that. Uh, uh, well, I, I had a, had that note in my head, and I lost it. So. But, yeah, it's happened once or twice where the Illini have made surprising runs, and that's part of the fun of the tournament setup, and that's one of the reasons that tournament exists is for those surprising runs and, and the bubble teams that are trying to make their case or guarantee a a spot in the tournament, the, the big tournament, by winning the whole thing. But uh, still, just given all, all the things that are on paper, I say it's a surprise if Illinois wins it, but um, I wouldn't entirely, you know, if you want to compare that to like Northwestern or Penn State, I mean, I would way take Illinois' chances more. I think Illinois is way better built. Yeah, I, Todd, appreciate the phone call. A lot of good points there. Um, I just think that's a really, really tall order for the Illini to make it to Sunday or even win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I just don't see that happening. Now, again, that's not to say this team hasn't improved. You know, despite the loss tonight, I think we are all in agreement that this Illini team has improved from where they were a month ago. And Brad Underwood even acknowledged it in his media scrum before the game. He says, you know, guys are, are investing more. They're staying late after practice. They're playing with more purpose. They have a better understanding of who should take certain shots in certain situations. But again, you know, big picture. I know after the Ohio State game, you weren't here, Scott. Michael and I took a lot of callers who were really drinking the Kool-Aid and <laughs> thinking, okay, this is an NIT team. Well, maybe they can even win the Big Ten tournament. Guys, It's I love you. I love you a lot. I love all Calm of our— Calm down. You're making this way too difficult. I love all of our listeners very, very much, but it's not going to happen. Well, yeah. I know, but the passion is there, the excitement that comes from this. But, you know, this has not been a regular experience <laughs> in a while. Right. I, I wouldn't rule out NIT. I think NIT is, with another win or two, is very much in the conversation and a, and a strong showing in the Big Ten tournament. An NCAA bid? No. No. Uh, Brian and Champagne 
I am still all in. It would have been a miracle to win in Madison tonight. We can still finish this season strong. Totally believe we can get to Saturday in the big tournament at a minimum. You know, there's nothing really to hang your head about with this loss tonight from where for where this team is at and where Wisconsin is at. It is so frustrating to see them lose every time to Wisconsin. It's just I've this is a rerun every time, and it's kind of the same way. But in the bigger picture, uh, this is not a bad loss. It's just a team that just couldn't overcome a pretty good Wisconsin team. So, all right, our peak at insurance beyond the expected play now comes from the hands of Georgie and Io. The two big freshmen right now for the Illini. Half drives on Georgie. Inside, poked away by Georgie. Three on one break, Illinois the other way. DeSumo to the rim for the layup. Counted and a foul. Count the basket and a foul on Wisconsin. And the Illini pull within one, 52-51. And they'll have it and one. That was all Io's speed on that one. That brought it to a 52-all ball game. Unfortunately, the Illini fall by six in the end. Beyond the expected coverage comes from Pekin Insurance. Find your local independent Pekin Insurance agent. Contact them at pekininsurance.com. We're back with more calls and texts. Also, Evan will check in with a scoreboard update after this. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line. 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 Here is Davison dribbling with 30 shot clock at 10 Davison pass Pritzel left wing 3 is no good rebound Reavers put it up and in Reavers on the follow down to 20 seconds for the game. The Illini down 62-58. They got the long shot, but they didn't box out Reavers, who put it up and in. It was there for the taking. I'm proud of our guys. We fought. We, you know, this way, this loss is a, is not indicative of of, of uh, uh, poor play or anything like that. This was just two really good basketball teams. Wisconsin's phenomenal on their home court, and and this team. Um, uh, uh, I can be really proud of tonight, and now we got to get ready for uh, a very good Penn State team on uh, on uh, Saturday. And they'll be in the State Farm Center on Saturday morning. 11 a.m. is the tip. No, I beg your pardon. No, yeah, that is a home game. Sorry about that. 356-9397. Welcome back, everybody. Illinois Falls to Wisconsin. Should we just – we could just save – these post-game shows after losses to Wisconsin and just play them instead of doing one because it's the same story every time. So close yet so far, right? I guess we would be outed because we would be using old players' names. (laughs) (laughs) People would be wise to us. But uh, it's been a while since Illinois has beaten Wisconsin. All right, welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us. Phone line 356-9397. That is where we find... Who's up? Daryl in Hupston. Hey, Daryl. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Thanks for waiting on and appreciate your call. What's up? Oh, I was just uh, watching Wisconsin's coach talking uh, on his interview or whatever, but seriously, he feels lucky to get out of there alive, too, and he had to set a couple of his starters because they couldn't handle this. But it's so – you guys just took the thunder out so close with no cigar. 
I mean, we're right there. Uh, just a couple more threes or a couple of the missed layups. You know, it's a heartbreaking loss. But uh, I think we got a, still a heck of a chance to win some of these games going down the stretch. Uh, at least possibly get into the NIT and make a run in there. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think it's in play. I, I definitely think it's in play. Um, Illinois probably for an NIT bid at this point needs uh, to win four out of the next five and a good showing in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, Illinois is going to be would be very attractive to the NIT. They they, they always like uh, power teams, and the Big Ten is good this year. Um, you know, I think a usually a a top eight finish in the Big Ten. And at a 500, if you can get to 500 in conference, that's very attractive to an NIT qualifier to a selection committee. So I, I think it's in play. Hear me. I don't know that it's definite, but I think it's in play. I would think you would call Illinois a, an NIT bubble team, which is not where you want to be ultimately, but from where you've been, it's coming out of the valley. What do you think, Tim? Well, I'm pulling up the Big Ten standings as we speak. You got to think Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa, all in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, and then you go Minnesota, Ohio State, Illinois, Nebraska. Those are your middle four. Um, and probably Minnesota and um, Ohio State are probably still. I don't know about Ohio State. Maybe Minnesota is still a bubble team. I would. I would put them probably in the NIT discussion. Um, Nebraska, I mean, they're just having a tough season. 15-11, and 5-10 in Big Ten play. I know Tim Miles has got a lot of heat up there. Um, yeah, I- Illinois, sure. They'll, they'll be in the discussion. You know, I, I just I don't mean to be a naysayer on everything tonight. I just I have a hard time seeing it happening. That's all. I'm going to see a scoreboard happen. Tim, I mean, Evan Kahn is here. Look at what else is going on. I know the fighting Bruce Webers are playing out in uh, West Virginia as Kansas State takes on them. What else is going on there, Evan? Yeah, the Big 12, the Big 10, and then we've got an, one ACC game, a limited college basketball slate tonight. Bruce Weber was a winner in West Virginia over Bob Huggins, 65-51. The Wildcats ranked 23rd in the latest poll. Uh, you could call it an upset Possibly Oklahoma State over TCU, 68-61. to TCU hovering on the bubble there. That loss probably doesn't help them. And then the battle in Virginia between Virginia and Virginia Tech. The Cavaliers victorious in that one on the road, 64-58 to over the number 20 Hoyas. And I saw this note before the game on Twitter. See if you guys remember it. For- former Illinois SID tweeted out that 15 years ago today, Darren Williams scored 31 in an Illinois win over Wisconsin at the State Farm previously Assembly Hall. Do you guys remember that game at all? I remember the the win at Wisconsin because that was a big deal. I uh, I don't remember the home win. The only reason I remember it and it, it was quoted by by Derek Neal, one of the SIDs, one of the SIDs right now, the infamous orange versus red game ah, now does it come back yeah, to you yeah. this was before hd tv so the orange and the red looked very similar you never know who knew who was scoring unless you knew the faces i just saw that note and, and i thought that was interesting. we should dig out that post game show from the archives <laughs> and see how many callers complained about that i can only imagine <laughs> 
All right. Thanks much, Evan. Appreciate it. Evan Kahn, our producer, engineer, highlight coordinator, and all-around good guy. Uh, let's do our keys to the game. As Illinois loses this one, 64-58, to brought to us by Loman Ray Insurance and Hickory Point Bank. Well, I'll be honest, a lot of things I had written down uh, ultimately didn't end up playing out. One of the things I was looking at is Wisconsin this year in games decided by single digits, just 6-8. and eight. So that, you would think, might translate to in a close game, Illinois might have the edge. Well, that turned out not to be true. But I'll just point out what we already talked about, which is in the two games against Wisconsin this season, Illinois has held Ethan Happ to single digits in both games. Ethan Happ doesn't score in single digits often. I mean, it's, it's 15 points combined. It's like a lunar eclipse. How often that happens, maybe a solar eclipse, whichever one is more rare. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you want to hang your hat on something, you hold a guy who may end up being big 10 player of the year to single digits in both games. I get they're both losses, but again, if you want to have a glass half full mentality, at least you were able to do that. Yeah. I mean, Illinois fought hard tonight in this game, uh, they were there. They showed up. They just made too many, uh, crucial mistakes. And unlike, Illinois and Rutgers, where each team's going to score 90-some points, the margin for error is smaller here against a team like Wisconsin. They just generally take advantage of your mistakes in a much better way. And again, you got to credit how they're coached and how they're built. It's not the most exciting brand of basketball when Wisconsin's around, but uh, they do things well, and uh, they do them in a way that can replicate itself. Offensive rebounds, really, Wisconsin got four more than Illinois, but there were a couple of critical ones that, that cost the Illini, both at the end of the first half and at the end of the game with Reavers put back. Um, that and uh, not taking advantage of the cold spell for Wisconsin, particularly in the first half, that could have could have been a bigger lead. You still got to credit Wisconsin. They're so efficient defensively. It's not really surprising to see a 16-8 ball game and a half minutes left to go in the first half. But still, if you're going to hold Wisconsin to eight points, you'd like to be in the 20s at that point and really put some gap between yourself. Illinois unable to do that. So those are our keys to the game tonight. Illinois falls to Wisconsin 64-58. Loman Ray Insurance and Hickory Point Bank bring us the keys to the game. Well, right before the half, that's a five-point swing. Trent had just missed an uncontested layup off one of our cutters, and then uh, you know we go into... Uh, our little three-quarter court, uh, one, two, two, and and running clock with 10 seconds. And you, I mean, uh, Iverson has been a pain in our neck since uh, uh, every time we play him. And watching that young man run to the rim on that missed shot, uh, man, that's a kid with tremendous pride. And uh, you know, and then the end of the game, you know, it's an offensive rebound. We were uh, we were trying to take Davidson and. Uh, uh, and, and Trice away, and, and we did that, and they got, a, got, him, got him to miss a shot and throw up a really a bad one. And yet, um, you know, Reavers, uh, Reavers came in and hurt us on the glass, and, and we didn't block him out, and, and uh, makes a play. Brad Underwood talking about the two key putbacks for Wisconsin at the end of the first half and late in the ball game as well. End up being critical plays. Illini lose this one 68 to 64, excuse me, to 58. Scott and Tim with you. Glad you're along. Appreciate your company as always. On the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. Brian in Idaho says Wisconsin mucks it up in the but the offense was pretty horrid. Can't miss so many point blank layups. This game is a good example of why Io needs to come back. He needs strength. And to overall his shot form release is too low for the NBA. I hope he doesn't take bad advice. 
and try to go. My one thing there is, and I'm not saying he's comparable, but Steph Curry has a pretty low release. And the set three is now becoming a thing. Jason and Moline says, held half down to his lowest scoring games of the year and still lose both games. Defense played pretty well, offensively not so much. Iowa and Trent had off nights shooting, way too many missed layups again. And what happened with that first two-touch play, the announcer said it was around 11 minutes left in the game. It was a turnover on the inbounds play. Not sure what happened. Team has definitely turned a quarter. Dion was talking about this on the radio. Apparently it's a new rule where if you go out of bounds and you're not forced out of bounds and you come back in and you're the first to touch the ball, you uh well it's a turnover it's a turnover which is like it's kind of like football if you run out of bounds and you're not forced out and then you come back in and catch the ball it's a penalty you, yeah or is it a penalty or incomplete but uh, either way it's you, something you can't bad do it. yeah, yeah you, you can't do it you, you can't do it um and i don't know you may have to give up a finger or something too slick rick and clark here said they made the three-hour trip tonight to Madison. Illinois definitely are playing more better as a team. We came to the Cole Center with a great game plan, but a few mistakes away from an upset. Really exciting to see four freshmen and Trent on the floor at one time. The future is bright for the Illini. Some of the thoughts coming in. You know, the one thing we haven't talked about is Georgie didn't have a great night. He, right. he got 10 points, but four rebounds, uh, four fouls, turned the ball over five times, which is probably the biggest thing for him tonight. Yeah, and again, he just didn't look as comfortable as he normally did down there. He had a couple of, of good moves where he got by the defender, but he, he wasn't uh, having as easy of a time as he has lately. Larry in Springfield says, tough loss, this game will win a game. Well, this is a game we'll win like this next year. Didn't shoot well as we can and had lapses defensively at critical times. Clark says, uh, oh, no, we already read that. I'm sorry. And uh, 618 Texture says, got to still give Georgie credit for how he played against Hap and some younger guys like Griffin and Jones making up for the minutes when Frazier got hurt. Yeah, I say I, I should say that in the same breath as Georgie struggled tonight, his assignment was tough, and he excelled at the assignment of defending Ethan Hap. So should not take a – thank you for that. I don't want to take away uh, from that incredible effort because, Tim, you were talking about it before. To hold Ethan Hap to single digits – not once, but twice. I mean, it's a bad matchup for Ethan Happ. And uh, I think a lot of folks will be looking at the tape in the Big Ten of how to defend Ethan Happ come tournament time. We'll wrap it up in a moment. We'll do last call for texts and calls. Faster and center post game show. Yeah, we don't let him be comfortable. You know, it's pretty easy when, you know, everybody in the league or for the most part plays a lot of pack and they let him get to his spots and, and uh, you know, they force him and, uh, you know, just let him back down and get where he wants without it. Uh, as much resistance, and and he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, you know when you take one of the best players in the country, a McDonald's All-American, and he can't play the last five minutes or six minutes of the game, um, you know that's uh, that's that's a level of frustration I'm sure that they have. But uh, again, their other guys are are good players, and they they hurt us. And Davidson killed us. Hit a tough shot over Trent, and and um, you know that was. Uh, uh, give those guys credit. You know, Dion, they made plays. Brad Underwood talking about the defensive effort against Ethan Happ, as uh, we were just talking about here. Happ, six points on three of seven shooting, three rebounds, two assists. He had three turnovers. In 28 minutes, he was a minus eight. That was the worst in the plus minus 
for Wisconsin tonight. However, Khalil Iverson was plus 14, and Nate Reavers was plus 12, and Wisconsin gets the win anyway, 64-58. to Scott and Tim with you. Glad you are along. And wrapping it up here, 217 Texter says, Trent, in my opinion, is just as good as Io, and I feel like he's been forced to take a backseat to Io. If you compare Trent's freshman year to Io's freshman year to this point, Last year, Trent's numbers were just as good, if not better. The shots Io are taking this year are down the stretch of games Trent was taking those last year. My point is Trent is more than capable of taking those big shots, and he is deferring to Io. I don't think anyone other than Io took a shot in the last two minutes in this game tonight. The entire team was not good offensively tonight, and if they hit half the shots they missed in the last 10 minutes of the first half, they would have been up by 20 going in at the half. How many more shots did Io take tonight over Trent? Io took 15 shots from the field. Trent took 10. Io took seven of those shots from three. He was one of seven. Trent took six. He was two of six. Remember, Trent did miss a little bit of time with that ankle, presumably ankle injury, but he came back. Uh, Io with 32 minutes. Trent to 29. Is he deferring? I don't know. Is it just Io's proven himself to be a closer, but Trent's hit some big shots in his life too? Well, um, I don't... um disagree that both of them are playing very well and quite frankly I have confidence if I'm Brad Underwood to put the ball in either one of their hands when a big shot is needed late but the Trent and Io playing together debate was something that was talked about early on in this season about oh can they can they coexist together is one overshadowing the other and the guys came out and said I think it was around the middle of the season it was like yeah, we've learned to play with each other. There's there's nothing going on there. There's no Trent Io controversy, you know. At, at least among the players. I don't I don't know what people in their circles are saying, but I'm just telling you what the guys have said publicly, which is they like playing with each other. They know how to play with each other. They know how to key off one another. So as far as, you know, oh, is Io get more shots than Trent? I just that's 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 not something that I think we all need to focus on. Again, I think they're both playing very well. Trent had a great freshman season. He's having a great sophomore season. Iowa had a great freshman season. He is having a great freshman season, and I think he's going to have a great sophomore season as well. And again, if the game is on the line at the end, those are the two. You know, flip a coin. Those are the two I want taking the shot. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, that'll about do it. Oh, one more text here. 402 Texture says, so they call the last out of bounds to touch the ball on us, but they give Wisconsin the timeout falling out of bounds, which was a rule change like five years ago. Only at Cole, man, only at Cole. Yeah, it always seems the calls are tougher to get on the road. And, hey, when you're a referee, if I'm a referee and 17,000 people are yelling at me that I'm doing a bad job, I suppose it could get in my head a little bit. You'd hope not. I would hope not. You're supposed to be above that. But I'm just saying... I could see where it might happen. Many thanks to everybody for listening in tonight. Evan Kahn, our producer, engineer, highlight coordinator, as always. Tim, it's always a pleasure. Fun one. You and uh, Michael Kaiser will be on duty on Saturday after the Penn State ball game. That will tip at 11 a.m. And the Fasters Etc. postgame show will follow after that. And Illinois baseball on Saturday afternoon. I'll be with the team there for the call of that. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, what's left of it, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on Newstalk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Have a great one, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of Newstalk 1400 
and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.